0: Happy New Year, and welcome to another episode of Ancient Gods and Demons. As we look towards 2020, the plethora of gods, goddesses, angels, and demons that we can explore is innumerable. If there is any particular character you would like me to research and discuss, please check out my Instagram, Facebook page, or write me a review with your request. I started this podcast last September, and I'm continuously trying to improve its presentation in depth. So let me know what you're thinking and how we can produce a better product. Anyway, let's get started. During this episode of Ancient Gods and Demons, we will present to the listeners the Goddess Kali. So sit back and relax as we travel into the world of religion, mythology, and culture. Kali is a Hindu goddess or devi of death, time, and destruction. Also commonly associated with sexuality and violence. considered a strong mother figure and symbol. Kali also embodies Shakti, feminine energy, creativity, and fertility. It is an incarnation of Pavati, wife of the great Hindu god Shiva. Kali is often represented as an imposing figure with a necklace of heads, skirt of arms, a long tongue, and wielding a knife dripping with blood. Kali's name derives from the Sanskrit meaning, she who is black or she who is death. As an embodiment of time, Kali devours all things. She is irresistibly attractive to mortals and gods and can also represent the benevolence of a mother goddess. Kali has many forms and quite an origin story. We will cover as many aspects as possible following this quick break. bali magdi kali Kalima. mukti degi kali maa shakti Hi, welcome back. That was just a clip from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. During this clip, people worshipping Kali, and a human being is being sacrificed. This scene is dark and twisting. The high priest completes a ritual of ripping out the person's heart, and then lowering them into some sort of flaming pit where they burned alive. As a kid, this is my first exposure to the goddess Kali. I was horrified. But is that the correct perception to have? Is that really all Kali is? For most people not familiar with Eastern thought, especially Hinduism, it is difficult to imagine worshiping a goddess like Kali. Never mind the fact that Hindu is a form of polytheism, which, if you did not know, refers to a religion consisting of multiple gods and goddesses. However, before we demonize Kali, it is essential to understand that she is a major figure for righteousness in the Hindu religion. Kali is a goddess, doc of mind, body, and soul, a mysterious goddess of death and destruction. However, her story is far more complex and far-reaching. She cannot be easily fitted into a typical Western way of thought, narrative, which we would determine as good versus evil, evil versus good. No, Kali, She transcends both. It is likely that Kali's origins begin with tribal folklore, deeply rooted in the history of humankind. The name Kali first appeared in the Athrava Veda. Now, I might not be saying these absolutely correctly, so just work with me here. Which is a collection of hymns and mantras, published between 1200 BCE and 1000 BCE. However, she is not a goddess, but rather a fast black tongue one of the seven belonging to Agni, who is a god of fire. When Kali appears around 600 CE in the Mara as a war goddess personifying the wrath of Durga, her aspect is terrible. She's seen as a frightening skeletal crone wearing black animal skins and carrying a staff top of a skull that is usually carried by tribal shamans of the period. Other texts of the period associate her beginnings with Shiva. The Linga Purana, 500 to 1000 CE, describes how Shiva asked his wife Parvati to defeat the demon Daruka, whom only a female would have the ability to kill. Parvati merges with Shiva, reappears as Kali, and does the deed, but at a terrible cost. Her bloodlust becomes uncontrollable, only calming when Shiva intervenes. The Vramana Purana, 900 to 1100 CE, has a different version. When Shiva addresses Bhavati as Kali, the black one, she is affronted and performs certain atrocities to lose her dark complexion, ultimately, generating Kali as a separate entity. Kali is often associated with Shiva. Her very name is a feminine form of Kala, an epitaph of Shiva thus tying her undubitably to him. She is regarded as a shaktai, power of Shiva, and he her consort. Kali is closely linked with Shiva in many of the Puranas, and when she appears in these writings beside him, she plays an opposite role to that of Parvati. When Parvati sues Shiva, neutralizing his nature, Kali frequently is associated with instigating his violent nature. Hello and welcome back. We'll continue our discussion with Kali, the Hindu goddess of destruction. In her earliest appearances, Kali was frequently associated with violent endeavors. On the battlefields with the gods. In one certain legendary battle with the demon Rakhchadab, which I am totally butchering that name, she was manifested by Durga to deal with a situation that had gotten way out of control. Every drop of blood spilled by the wounded demon became a deadly fighting clone. He was impossible to kill. But Kali turned the battle around and defeated him by draining his blood before it touched the ground. Then, she devoured his replicants. In this story, she is brought into the play with decisive action when required. When doc deeds must be matched with doc deeds, when resolve must be shown. Attributes not always associated in the West with your atypical woman. In another story, Kali is summoned by a group of criminals they decided they're going to sacrifice a human to her in order to gain favor this was unwise they choose a young brahmin monk of a saintly stature who shines very brightly so brightly that her statue is scorched in his presence she manifests but proceeds to horribly kill all the worshipers by cutting off their heads and then drinking their blood here Kali demonstrates her refusal to be controlled by those who think they understand, and she triumphs over the attributes of ignorance and evil, as well as the absolute impartiality of her nature. While Kali was integrated into the Vedic or Orthodox Hindu tradition from the first, she also developed a parallel relationship with Tantra. Tantric teachings are a collection of ancient magical stories and practices that exists alongside the Vedic tradition and could be considered to hold the wild tribal origins of Kali. One of the meanings of Kali's name is force of time. In this aspect, she's considered to stand outside of a variety of constraints of space and time and have no qualities that are permanent. She existed before the universe was created and would continue to exist after the universe ends. The limitation of the physical world, such as light, evil, goodness, color, do not apply to Kali. She is a symbol of mother nature, primordial, nurturing, creative, but ultimately loving and benevolent. In this aspect of goodness, she is referred to as Kali Ma. Ma, Mother Kali, Divine Mother, and many other millions of Hindu or varying forms of worship to this form. In tantric meditation, Kali's dual nature leads practitioners to simultaneously face the beauty of life and the reality of death with the understanding that one could not exist without the other. It is important to note that Shiva, in his role of destroyer of worlds, also stands outside of all these boundaries of the physical universe that we are familiar with and is well complemented in his relationship with Kali. Kali's worship was not always so benign. From the 14th to the 19th century, a group known as Thuggies, which was a cult group, which is derived from the Hindu word deceive, was operating all throughout India. This was a hereditary sect. Their membership was passed from father to son. Although outsiders, particularly criminals, could join if recruited and found worth. During the peak of this group, the group is believed to have had thousands of followers. And during the 600 years of operation, its members are estimated to have killed anywhere between 500 and 2 million people. Hi, right, welcome back. We are just discussing the Thuggies, who were worshippers, and established a cult to Kali. The Thuggies proudly traced their origin to the Battle of Kali against Raktabha, and considered themselves her children, created from the sweat of her brow. Following the fiercest aspects of Kali, and her need and destruction and requirement for death, and human sacrifice, The thuggy believed they were doing Kali's sacred work. The British finally wiped out the thuggies in the mid-19th century, and the cult of religious stranglers ceased to exist, except in the hearts and minds of myth and folklore. The thuggy are said to have had their female equivalent, a sect of tantrists, who held that it was through constant indulgence and gluttony Of the senses and the five recognized vices, which are drinking of wine, eating of meat and fish, performance of mystical gastrulations, which I am guessing is farting, and sexual indulgence, that a human could achieve purification of the soul and all-bracing union with the goddess Kali. It is very difficult to discover any concrete information about this particular group of women their name, the extent to which they practice in India, whether they're associated with a thuggy cult, and whether they died out or continue to exist within many of the tantric sects that exist today. The ethos has similarities to that of the male akhori monks of Varasi, who inhabit cemeteries and sometimes feast on human flesh as part of their rituals to Kali. They use marijuana, alcohol, and meditate on the top of corpses, help them reach a state of awareness, and bring themselves closer to Shiva, Kali's consort. In part because of the dread characteristics and habit of acting unpredictably, at least to those who tried to control her, devotion came late in the game to Kali. Even devote Hindus were very wary of her wrath and her worship. However, in the 17th century, Kali received a makeover from the tantric Bengalian poets in northwest India. No longer a terrifying, red-eyed demon, she began to be depicted as a voluptuous, motherly, young, beautiful, with a beautiful smile, with attractive ornaments, and a pleasing complexion, not any black, but this of blue. While she continued to brandish weaponry and severed heads... Seems like a good pastime. Two of her right hands now made soothing gestures, the madras of fearlessness and blessing. Today, her image reflects a duality. Kali is depicted in the act of killing, but smiles constantly. Her protruding red tongue signals both modesty and her constant thirst for blood. Her disheveled hair hints at unrestrained bloodlust, and on the other side of the coin, the metaphysical mystery of death, and that that encircles life. Her three eyes represent omnipotence Her voluptuous breast both sexual lust and nurturance. Her nakedness systematically represents carnality and purity. Her necklace of seven heads and a girl of seven arms signify her killing rage, but are also tantric metaphors for creative power and severance from the bonds of karma. And acclimated deeds. Even her stance is imbued with dual meaning. The respective right-hand path of Tantra is emphasized by her right-foot-forward stance, while the infamous left-hand path followed by degenerate Tantric practitioners such as the Aghori is downplayed. While her right hands are generally associated with positive gestures, her left hands were weaponry. Depending on the number of arms she's portrayed as having, a bloodied sword or trident A freshly severed head and a skull cap to catch the blood. However, even these are symbols of greater purpose. The sword symbolizes higher knowledge, and the head, the human eagle that must be severed in order for it to exit from the cycle of life and rebirth. During the last hundred years or so, many Western feminist scholars have adopted Kali as a symbol of female empowerment, or have utilized her as a symbol of the supposed former matriarchal golden age that came before our present state of patriarchal control and decline. New age tantric practitioners adapt her obvious sexual manifestations as a therapeutic tool, while Hollywood employs her as a convenient symbol of malevolence. Seen in such programs as American Gods and in the feature film Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, as heard from the clip in this episode. Not to mention, her recent debut in the multiplayer online game Smite. Kali will continue to be mystifying to any and all who attempt to understand her. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. If you would like to support our quest to research and understand ancient deities from around the world, please become a supporter and contribute whatever you can. Also, if you are interested in ancient gods and demons merchandise, we will be offering products in the near future from t-shirts to coffee mugs. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Kali Goddess of Death. I hope you greatly enjoyed it and hope to see you again soon. Thank you.